On this episode of the ElfQuest Show podcast, a teaser for the brand new ElfQuest series, Stargazer's Hunt. Welcome to the ElfQuest Show, the internet's only fan-made podcast series dedicated to the award-winning epic fantasy series ElfQuest, created by Wendy and Richard Peeney. My name is David Mizajewski, also known as my elf self Thornbreak, and I've been an ElfQuest fan for over 30 years. So join me as we explore the adventures of the Wolf Riders and all of their allies and enemies on the world of Two Moons and beyond. Welcome back, everybody. I've got a great show planned for you guys today for two reasons. Number one, Wendy and Richard Peeney themselves are joining me again, and that's always exciting. But number two, we are here today to talk about a brand new ElfQuest series that was recently announced that's going to be coming out from Dark Horse Comics. So Wendy and Richard have very graciously agreed to join me, and we're going to see how much I can get out of them about this new series. And as we all know, they're very tight-lipped about these things, so can't make any promises, but we'll see. We'll see what comes out of this. So welcome, Wendy and Richard. Thanks for coming on again. Oh, well. It's great to be here, and good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It is great to be here uh, talking with you about this, but exactly how much we'll say, we'll find out. Well, I'm sure you will... Um, share some little tidbits that, of course, are not going to answer any questions and drive us all even more mad as we wait for the very first issue of the new series, which is going to be called... It is ElfQuest hyphen Stargazer's Hunt. Stargazer's Hunt. All right. Well, right there, we know who this series is going to be focused on, right? Skywise. Clearly, clearly it is aimed at people who know ElfQuest and know the characters so they know who we're referring to. Let's not say that it's aimed only at them. That's true. If you know ElfQuest, and you should by now, then of course you're going to get the reference. And if you don't, you've got a lot of catching up to do. We hope the title will intrigue anybody. You know, something that has surprised me now and then online, I see people saying, I never heard of ElfQuest, and they're finding out about it from very indirect means, they're saying, what's ElfQuest? I've never heard of it. And that excites me because some people are getting started now and then giving us feedback like, where has this been all my life? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, look, here's the thing is that, you know, ElfQuest is out there. You guys have been publishing with Dark Horse for how, however many years at this point, and they're doing a great job at getting the word out and reaching new audiences. And so, um, you know, no matter what you title it, I think... The series is obviously, as you said, Richard, going to be appealing to us longtime ElfQuest fans. But, you know, I, I agree with you, Wendy. I see the people make comments like that on social media all the time. And also people who make comments uh, like along the lines of, oh, my gosh, ElfQuest is still around. And so catching those people, I'm sure, is really gratifying for you guys with, well, first with Final Quest most recently and now with this new series. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. It is, uh, it, it's very much a two-edged sword in that we love newbies 
to the uh, to the pack because everyone who comes in who hasn't read it and discovered it and loves it, I mean, we go crazy for that sort of thing. On the other hand, we know we've got a lot of work to do to recapture all of those people who think that the original quest is all there ever was and they stopped reading it in 1984 and now they're, you know, 35 years later joining the party. Yeah, and sometimes people are almost kind of embarrassed like, you know, I never I never knew there was more and so we try to word it in the friendliest way possible well then you're in for a treat you know go to elfquest.com click read you you have catching up to do and they are always so surprised so with that said mm-hmm. when we last left off with the world of two moons and beyond with uh, the final quest um, I, i'm assuming most people listening have read through the final quest but um, if you haven't go read it right now <laughs> But uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, there's a big conclusion to Cutter's Hero's Journey and to the big picture quest, which is to return to the Star Home. And Skywise, you know, basically is at the forefront of the group of elves that do ultimately return to the Star Home. Yes. And I'm guessing from the title that uh, of, of the new series that we're going to be kind of picking up at some point after that. What can you tell us about kind of the timing of all this? Where does it kick off? It kicks off later. A few years, years, not necessarily World of Two Moons years, after the return of the elves and the rejuvenation of the star home. And it kicks off right in the middle of everyday life on the star home. I am... A little surprised at that. I would have assumed that you would have picked up um, back on the world of two moons and left the star home a little bit of a mystery. And so as you guys are, are really good at doing, you've already right out of the gates thrown a little bit of a curveball because I think a lot of people would have been expecting that. Like, you know, the elf quest has always been centered around the lives of the wolf riders and, you know, the star home is this whole other can of worms that again, has always been a little bit of a mystery and a little bit of a um, well, more than a little bit. Well, right. We've never actually seen it, but even like, you know, the prehistory and all of that is not something yeah. that you guys have spent a lot of time exploring. And so the fact that you're just diving right in is I think extra exciting. Well, here's the thing. Yes. The star home has always been a bit of a mystery, but as you know, Wendy particularly is really good at taking tropes and turning them on their ear and not doing the expected thing. We want the world of two moons to become a little bit mysterious now because the main characters uh, are in the star home. And of course, post Cutter, who's the most main character of all is, is Skywise. That's right. Now, I want to jump in and bring uh, Sonny into the discussion, Sonny Strait, because uh, true to what I said in many, many interviews last year, I will not be officially drawing Stargazer's Hunt. Uh, Sonny Strait and I are working very closely together. I'm doing the layouts, and Sonny is doing the inks and the coloring. Uh, And, of course, since he did such a stellar job on Final Quest in the coloring department, you know that Stargazer's Hunt is going to be beautiful. And as we are well into the second issue, 
I uh, can vouch for the fact that it is gorgeous. Now, that said, we are trying to do something that Sonny and I often talk to each other about and joke with each other about and also commiserate about, which is we're trying to depict paradise. The star home is an elfin paradise, and you have to really raise your hum <laughs> to even envision what that might be like and what living there on a day-to-day -day basis might be like. Can you imagine the cheeseburgers? <laughs> I don't even have a response to that, but <laughs> well, well, so yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of what I was meaning when I said it's always been a mystery, right? Like what is paradise like? Because presumably on the star home, you know, the elves are at, you know, they're in their natural, uh, their natural environment there where they can be their full potential. And I can only imagine that that's going to manifest in all sorts of weird and interesting ways that they were not able to, uh, you know, kind of exist under uh, back on the world of two moons. Well, also keep in mind what you just said. One elf's concept of full potential might be quite different from another's concept of their full potential. So the star home is a blank slate in some ways mm -hmm. for different characters or perhaps different groups of characters to find expression that they may not have been able to find on the world of two moons. A lot of them are working on raising their homes, you know, and that's what they're focused on. But uh, we have old friends like Venka and her daughter Satrika and Strongbow, and uh, they've chosen more of a forest life. Interesting. And the, and, and the high ones that were the Sunfolk, who have now become Sunfolk high ones, are going about things a little bit differently from the uh, high ones that live in uh, Palace City. Oh my which, gosh, wait, wait, wait. Slow down. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Well, we had to call it something. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, at, at the very end of Final Quest, you get one double-page gorgeous shot. Yeah, which tells you a lot if you look at it closely. Okay, um, listeners, there's your hint. Go look. Get, that, uh, get out the magnifying glass. <laughs> and, 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 you know, because this place where so many of the elves have chosen to reside is is a crystalline wonder you know we had to call it something mm -hmm. and palace city was as descriptive and accurate and mundane a thing as we could come up with because <laughs> we don't want to get trapped in the whole let's try to make up a weird and wonderful sounding bizarro name mm -hmm. we're not calling it palace city really i don't know what it will be called if anything in print Got it. Both. So that's the short the shorthand for what you guys are calling it yeah. as we're chatting about it, but it might not be that that in story. And it could very well end up being that because sometimes the simplest solution is the best one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that was um, obviously one of the like the peak moments in Final Quest, getting to see that glimpse of the Star Home and see this. Um, I think city is a good word for it. I mean, there's obviously lots of nature and trees and plants and life. But it, it's, it, it is, there's structures there. And that's something yep. also that's new 
because on the world of two moons, with the exception of the 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 sun village where the the sun villagers actually crafted their huts and, and uh, the gliders in Blue Mountain crafted an incredible sure, but even but that was all like internal, like externally that would look just like a mountain. It was very naturalistic, and I think this is really the first time that we've seen you know the elves living in what you could actually call a city, not a village. Not a you know shaped uh, you know interior of a of a mountain, so yeah. that's um I, I'm I'm particularly fascinated by that. Not only by what it means and how it's going to play out in the story for elves or high ones or whatever living in that kind of environment, but just visually too. Um, well, this is why I love the way the story is being told because we are not doing a travelogue. We are not showing <laughs> you around uh, the star home. Every scene that takes place focuses on something a character or characters are doing. And in the background, you just get glimpses of how the elves are living and what they're doing. And and everything that happens in the background relates in, in to something that's going on in the moment with the leading characters. So it's, uh, it, it's being told on several different levels. And I have to jump in here. Uh, to uh, wrap up something that Wendy said earlier about how the artwork is being done. We know, and we have known for many years, that there are readers of ElfQuest out there who say, you know, if Wendy doesn't do the art, I'm not interested. We've never understood that attitude, but it exists. Now, Wendy said, she's doing the layout, Sonny's doing the finished art. I have to jump in here and say Wendy doing layouts <laughs> is like saying Michelangelo knew how to handle a paintbrush. <laughs> um, I've seen the layouts. They are expressive and delicious and as as purely Wendy doing ElfQuest as anything that she did on her own. Now, Sunny just brings that extra layer of lushness and color and animation mm -hmm. is on top of the layouts. So the artwork is a treat unlike really anything any of us have seen before. Oh, uh, Richard is so right. And I want to add that in the last panel that we did with Sonny, he mentioned something that was a little bit of a revelation to us. He said that ordinarily uh, when he has done other comics work, it's been focused on action or humor. He said this time around, he is motivated to focus on beauty. Interesting. In other words, he's raising his home. Yeah. Well, uh, that, of course, immediately makes me think of that delicious little comic strip that Sonny did back in the day of, you know, <laughs> sort of depicting the process through which you all create ElfQuest together, which culminates in the final panel with you, Wendy, beating him with a club in Cutter's outfit saying, yes. you call that the line of beauty bash. So it's really interesting <laughs> and exciting to see that. Sonny is rising to the challenge um, to bring that line of beauty, you know, into the art. Yeah. Fear of a thrashing is powerful motivation. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to Sonny about all this, just so you know. <laughs> but you're going to have to do a completely separate interview yeah, with Yeah, for sure. We will do that. Now, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up, Richard, because I was going to bring that up. Because I, just last week, had the amazing experience of visiting the ElfQuest archive at Columbia University. And I got to see with my own two peepers 
the original art that Wendy, you did for things like Hidden Years 9.5, where yes. you did the, 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 the pencils and the layouts, and then John Byrne, in that instance, inked over top. Yes. And you can see the gorgeous lushness and super tight you know, detail that you were putting into those layouts. And I don't know if you're going to be doing it as tightly as you did that. For well, those were, those were pencils, actually. Right. Uh, I did more than layouts for, for that. Well, ex explain that in case folks don't understand the difference between what a layout is versus penciling. Okay, it's a, it's a traditional way that comics have been done since comic books started. You go uh, ahead. Well, it's easy. The layout is a rough sketch. Basically, that's what a layout is. The pencils are finished pencil artwork that looks just like you want the finished artwork to look. But in the old days, you couldn't photograph pencils for the printer and have it come out really nice and sharp. So you had an inker who would go over the pencils. Now, some people say, oh, you're just tracing. The inker is only tracing. No, an inker is an artist in their own right. And an inker, the best inkers keep the style of the pencils while adding their own special flair. So the layout is a sketch. The pencil is the finished art. The inker makes the artwork able to be photographed. And then the colorist works the colors in between the lines very, very basically. So that's the four steps mm. of comic art. But my late layouts for Stargazer's Hunt are tighter than normal layouts because we really, really want this to follow Final Quest without any kind of a jolt. And, and particularly when it comes to facial expressions, Stargazer's Hunt is an extremely emotional story. And I, I'm not kidding. I have been choked uh, over this thing. Uh, Richard can attest to that. Um, it, and it just gets more emotional as the issues go. And it, it, Skywise is on a quest, a hunt, for something nobody's ever going to guess. The, 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 the hint is given in the first issue, but they're never going to guess what it is until he achieves his goal or doesn't. I would expect nothing less from the two of you, so that's good to know. <laughs> and so being, being as emotional as it is, the facial expressions have to be very refined and maybe tell more than one story in one face. So I've been showing Sonny uh, through my very tight, tightly drawn facial expressions how to do this, and he's just picking up on it and running with it, and it just gets better and better as it goes. Facial expression is not something that, and I'm going to sound a little bit sexist here, that an awful lot of male artists pay a lot of attention to. If they can do poop face, you know, <laughs> and they can do battle face, and they can do, you know, resting bitch face, they're pretty content with you know, those three. But working on ElfQuest is an entirely different animal. Absolutely. And I think that's fair. You know, that's a fair, very general thing to say. I mean, one of the things, Wendy, that you have done for the comics world is, you know, put in just that right, you know, element of, of feminine, um, you know, beauty or, or um, I don't even know what the right word is, but you, you have brought that. I mean, that's one of the things that I think you're going to go down in history for. Um, oh. And so, 
it only makes perfect sense that that tradition is continuing and that that Sonny is continuing to develop that under your sensatum. <laughs> well, I love his excitement about it. I love his willingness and I love his he's very brave. He just plunges right in and, and, and tackles very subtle stuff. Which is extra interesting, too, because the thing that I love most about Sonny's art is He's got such, um, he expresses a lot of action and motion and dynamic um, elements in his art, but he also, just by the very nature of his style, infuses a sense of humor, I feel. Um, He's a real cartoonist. Yeah, I guess it's that cartooning, uh, you know, sensibility that he has. So to hear what you just said, that, you know, all of that's probably going to be there, but then there's maybe going to be, you know, an elevation of that and, and more incorporation of, again, your line of beauty into it. That is particularly exciting. And, you know, um, I mean, I'm like everybody else out there. We all adore your work, Wendy. And I know you guys have maybe sometimes trouble wrapping your mind around that. But all I can say is it's just, you know, you're a one of a kind and we love it and it feeds our souls and all of that good stuff. But to your point earlier, Richard, there's a lot of amazing talent out there in the world. And I personally have enjoyed a lot of the other storytellers and artists that you guys have worked with over the years, mostly because they add something new. You know, they take that core of amazingness that ElfQuest is, and there's, there's, you know, there's some new exploration of it. And I, I don't know. I find that per personally very interesting and intriguing. And it sounds like we're going to get the best of both worlds with Stargazer's Hunt. Oh, you're going to get the best of both worlds with Stargazer's Hunt and beyond because we can we can handle one project at a time right now. It's a very, very busy time for us. There's all kinds of stuff bubbling in the pots in the background. And Stargazer's Hunt is a, a particularly personally meaningful story that we want to get done. And it's being really guided by Richard. I mean, Skywise is his character. Now, I could hold the reins on original ElfQuest because Cutter was the lead character and Cutter is me. But Cutter's journey is finished. Richard is bringing so much to this story that I, you know, sometimes we will text back and forth and he will text ideas or how he thinks Skywise would think about something. And I will just simply lift that and put it right into the script because <laughs> the way Richard puts things is not necessarily the way I would, but it's absolutely right for Skywise. Yeah, well, that's the magic of ElfQuest. And again, it's like you guys are reading my mind because that was my next question. I wanted to hear from you, Richard. What level of involvement are you having in, in the crafting of this story? And Wendy just kind of uh, uh, illuminated that a little bit, uh, part one. And then part two, what does it feel like to have your character really be the main guy now? Well, let's see. I have to be very, very careful <laughs> right now um, because there are some things it's okay to say and some things we don't want to let out of the bag just yet. So as I'm speaking, I'm going over what we crafted into the slideshow for Comic-Con in just a few days because if it's in the slideshow, it's okay. In terms of involvement, we knew for a long time that this was a story that wanted to be told. I, we were talking, how long ago did we start talking about Oh, well, about the this? coda. Uh, see, you can consider Stargazer's Hunt the coda to Final Quest. The epilogue. The epilogue. Right. 
However, it's a hell of an epilogue. But <laughs> that was done commensurate with the full treatment for Final Quest, which was done way back in the mid-90s. Okay. So we, we knew about this coda, not in full detail, but we knew the basics of this coda way back in the mid-90s. Okay, that's it. fascinating. This is the reason why some of the things that happen in Future Quest happened. Of course, of course. Because they came, they came out of this coda. To a great extent. I won't say to a perfect 100% extent, but to a very great extent, we knew that Final Quest and now Stargazer's Hunt had to be consistent with Future Quest, even though Future Quest was done over 20 years ago. And some of the stuff in there might seem a little bit rough when compared to how we're going to lead into it with Stargazer's Hunt. Yeah. But all that aside, I feel so much more personally invested in this because as Wendy says, and as I have been saying public, you know, Skywise is my character, Justice Cutter is, is Wendy's. What is the main story of ElfQuest? Aside from being quest for home and companionship and, and tribe and all of that. ElfQuest is at its heart a love story. And who's the love story between? And hands may go up in the audience and say, Cutter and Lita. <laughs> you know, some will do that. And, and, and there, are, there are others who are a little bit more tuned in. And they will say, no, nah, it's Cutter and Skywise. Mm -hmm. That's really what ElfQuest has been for 40 years. The love story between Cutter and Skywise. Mm -hmm. Cutter is no longer in the picture. That love story is yet unfinished. Yes. And you could say that Stargazer's Hunt is our attempt to finish that story. Cutter is as happy as he could be right now. <laughs> Skywise, not so much. Well, it's that's the difference in Hums. That's the difference in being flesh and blood versus having gone to spirit. And right. you guys have, have portrayed that over the years in ElfQuest, that you know, when, you've, when you shed the flesh, you go onto this whole other incomprehensible plane of existence and pleasure that you don't want to necessarily return to the body. And so it makes total sense that Cutter would be happily floating around wherever he is, <laughs> doing his thing. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we established that early on. And, and a direction I wanted to go, and I'm going to go there without fear of creating any spoilers, is simply to say that I think readers are going to be amazed at how many things in future quest Stargazer's Hunt validates. Well, as you were just talking about that a second ago, Richard, I, I just wanted to say that I thought how you handled weaving in a lot of the, you know, kind of like the side stories and the backstories that were told, particularly by other talent in the 90s, were handled in Final Quest. Um, obviously, you know, there were some little details here and there and some aspects of certain stories that didn't quite um, operate on the hum that you guys have established for Final Quest. And so they kind of got just, you didn't say yes or no, you just kind of left them out. And then you pulled in a lot of really an amazing amount of detail, probably far more than you had to, but you did it anyway. And that added so much richness to Final Quest. And yes. so what I'm hearing is that it sounds like you're kind of doing the same thing with the future quest stories as you're leading up to them. Since in a well, way, 
on steroids. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> and the reason why is on account of jink. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Let's talk about jink. Well, if, <laughs> if you have read Future Quest, which I know you have, mm-hmm. uh, but others have not, and this is a sidestep which I'm kind of amused at now because some of the gentle criticism of Future Quest has been it doesn't really seem to fit in with the ElfQuest story that I have read and loved and the characters and so on and so forth. And here is where in Stargazer's Hunt, you're going to go, oh, my God. And then you're going to go back and you're going to reread <laughs> particularly Jink because it's all about stuff happening in Stargazer's Hunt. Yes. Um she is a very, very important, I hesitate almost to say secondary character. She's like, you know, first and a half dairy character. <laughs> well, think of it this way, babe. If Skywise was the companion to champions in the original quest, Jink, in a way, becomes the companion to champions in Stargazer's Hunt. Uh, this is delicious deliciousness <laughs> without actually telling us anything. <laughs> The convolution never gets burdensome, but it is wonderfully woven because she is his daughter. I mean, there it is. People had been asking that for years. We we nailed it down at the end of Final Quest. People are still wondering if it's really true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the interaction between Skywise and Jink as two questing characters, never mind father and daughter, but companion to champions, as Wendy just said, each of them has things that they need to do. Yes, that were as vague as possible. (laughs) Just these things that need doing are all very much related. Okay, well, I mean, your vagueness is working because I'm sitting here drooling. So (laughs) (laughs) I want more. And, you know, I'll say this about... um, you know, folks that maybe were not really that into the Rebels and Jink and then the Future Quest stories that combined uh, those two series in one back in the there 90s. Be. Well, <laughs> going back to what I was saying a minute ago, like, I, I, sure, I guess I, uh, I can get that, um, that somebody, you know, they, they were very different than, you know, the core, you know, original Quest stories that you guys told. But, but look, I love apple pie and I love cherry pie, too. And... They're all delicious, right? I mean, just because they're a little bit different does not mean that they're that they can't be equally interesting and satisfying. And part of that satisfaction is found in the difference, at least mm-hmm. for me, and I think a lot of other fans out there. And so the fact that uh, maybe with Stargazer's Hunt, it sounds like maybe we're going to finally get that that apple cherry pie thing going on, <laughs> where we're kind of blending the two and 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 pulling us along. And like the way you put that. Uh, Richard will finish this, but I wanted to bring up something he pointed out to me last night because we were working together on story last night. Okay. And uh, he was doing some research in Future Quest that was necessary. And you, you, I, I don't want to name the author because that will be too much of a clue. Okay. But he was talking to me about a certain author that did something for us in Future Quest. Remember what you said? I need a hint because right. I say a lot of things. You were, you were talking about how you were amazed at what a tight, well-crafted story a certain story was. 
I think what I was saying was doing the homework, which involved rereading Rebels and Jink and all of that Future Quest stuff. I was struck by some of it because there were concepts. And of course, we all talked about this back in the 90s when these stories were originally being done. But what struck me is that we like to say that we love it when somebody, in quote, gets ElfQuest, gets it, grocks it. And what I was saying was, you know, we worked with some people who were good storytellers and we worked with some people who were good artists, but we worked with a few who really seemed to grok, to get what ElfQuest is about. And I think that's why these stories from 20 plus years ago are easily connected into Stargazer's Hunt because we few knew what had to be there as a setup for what we were eventually going to do, although we never knew exactly when or maybe even if we'd get around to doing it. I think some of our fans thought we were throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And, you know, I've read some threads that say, oh, well, this was not validated in Final Quest, and this this was not validated, and this happened, so this couldn't possibly have happened in Future Quest, so that must not be canon. And, and I'm going, you're making a lot of assumptions, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have learned nothing if not that, that I wouldn't take anything at face value with you two. And so you are creative and devilish and... I'm sure if there are any of those perceived things, um, at least for a story element that you want to be canon in Final Quest, that you're going to figure out a creative way of making it all thread together in ways that we probably could never even have imagined. If you had been a fly on the wall last night. (laughs) (laughs) If if only, I would have loved that. (laughs) It's, It's a good bunch of storytelling. Then... And certainly now. And it all really wraps things up. And if it doesn't wrap things up to the 10th decimal point perfectly, we have long been disciples of the saying, do not let perfect be the enemy of good. Mm-hmm. We're here to tell a good story. And stargazers... and. This feeds back to you asking how it feels to be involved and what the involvement is on my part. I think I've been more involved in the last few months. Without a doubt. Than in previous years. Yeah, because everything had been planned out so meticulously with Final Quest. You know, the the creative element came in just refining. But in the case of Stargazer's Hunt, it's being told differently than than Final Quest. It's not so meticulously planned out. There's room for brilliant ideas to just pop up and say, we can do this too. Well, that's Richard's specialty. Yes. <laughs> I, I think it it really comes out in the interaction because I may have you know an idea and I'll say, what about, and she'll go, oh, wow, yeah, and then that leads to this. And then I'll say, But what if we take a left turn at Albuquerque and the synergy of the story conferences for Stargazer's Hunt feels different, I think, from the bulk of ElfQuest heretofore. Well, that's exciting, too. You know, I mean, you guys have been at this for a long time. And I think having an element of newness 
is a good thing, right? I mean, nobody just yeah. wants to repeat themselves and do the same thing over and have the same experience. Readers don't. And as creators, I would imagine that that's pretty gratifying for you guys to have freshness to the storytelling process. Well, that's the word. Uh, you have to find ways to stay fresh or, or it's very hard to stay interested in what you're doing. And uh, we, we had to invent all kinds of ways to stay fresh on a story that had been so intricately planned 20 years prior. Final you know, Quest. Final Quest was a major challenge in that way to just keep it fresh. But <laughs> Stargazer's Hunt is so fresh. to be slapped. I love it. So is there anything else that you want folks to know going into this next adventure that we should be thinking about so that we can get the most out of it, so we can appreciate it at the maximum level? One thing might be maybe reading the, the future quest stories, um, yes. or not, I don't know. But anything along that line that you think that we could uh, be doing until this thing comes out? I would certainly recommend reading the future quest stories with new eyes. If you read them before and were a little bit dissatisfied or thought this doesn't really have any bearing upon ElfQuest or they did something in an ElfQuest uh, official canon ElfQuest story that's, that negates this thing going on in Future Quest. So that must not be canon. So why is that worth reading? You got to change your whole attitude now. <laughs> okay. It, anything could be canon at this point. The, the, so. Plus the stories in both the Rebels and Jinx series. The stories are really well done. We had some very talented people crafting these stories under uh, under our watchful eyes. And personally, you know, again, there's no accounting for taste, but I, I find the artwork really, really appealing and fun and uh, in both Rebels and Jink. Now, with respect to uh, uh, Stargazer's Hunt, Jink is the more relevant, but Jink and the Rebels were intertwined anyway from the get-go, and there's stuff in both series that sort of coalesces mm -hmm. as a result of what happens in Stargazer's Hunt. Which, does, which doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see specific characters. Sure. It's just things that happen. Right. That's, so, that's what, I, what I would imagine, because you guys have been talking about this as a bridge maybe between Final Quest and Future Quest, not that we're going to get into the Future Quest stuff specifically. That's how I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. And another thing I would add is so many fans have asked the questions, uh, are we going to see old friends from Final Quest? You know, are we going to learn whether this happened, you know, uh, what happened to these characters who were left? after Final Quest was over. And so to answer all of those, I'll say yeah. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. Yay! I really do want to see the Wolf Riders, you know, back on the world of Two Moons. So hopefully um, that, you know. You might just, but maybe not in the way you would expect. Okay, well, I, seeing things in a way that I wouldn't expect is what I expect <laughs> from you guys. So I think we're... I think it a sounds lot, perfect. <laughs> a lot of questions that we read in the comments on Facebook and other social media are very specific. Um, people want to know, will we see this character, that character, this place, that place? And the only possible answer is maybe. 
<laughs> That's the kind of answer I was expecting. <laughs> and uh-huh. and little, little, little side note here. You guys have your windows open because I can hear a bird singing. It is a beautiful bird, bird-filled day. I love it. And just I wanted to address that for anybody actually hearing those birds. That that's what's going on, and that's what that noise is. So going back to maybe uh, that's exactly the kind of answer that I was expecting to get out of the two of you. Because don't forget, this is Skywise's story, mm-hmm. and everything peripheral still has to support that main thread of the story and to take a side trip for however many pages. Oh, meanwhile, back in wherever, just to see some characters who had a part to play once upon a time would be, as they say in Hollywood, a total showstopper. Yeah. And we don't do that. Yeah. As as I said earlier, everything that's woven into the background, you'll, you'll have to read the story on two levels. You'll have to watch what's happening in the foreground and the background. And and that just means that there's more fodder for more stories after Stargazer's Hunt. So they're just both wickedly grinning everyone. So no uh, no verbal response necessary there. All right. So before we wrap up, I guess my last big question is Skywise went on something of, of a journey over the course of Final Quest, just like Hutter did. And what, what would you like us to, again, kind of pay attention to in Final Quest about skywise because you know i mean all that stuff was happening but there was so much more going on and ultimately again it was the 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 final chapter in cutter's hero's journey but we haven't really talked a lot about skywise and what he went through with final quest and i have to guess that that's important so i don't know if you have any comments on that well i will answer that with a name strongbow okay (laughs) as you you well know strongbow chose to go back to the star home with Skywise. Yes. Strongbow is there. Strongbow's a very, very important figure in the story in terms of Skywise's connection to who he was before he came to the Star Home. It is actually through Star through Strongbow that your question will be answered. Okay. I that just makes my whole brain explode because that is <laughs> Absolutely not the answer that I was going to, that I was expecting to get. Um, but the, you know, the drooling is recommencing because, and I'm sure not, I'm not alone between Skywise and Strongbow, arguably your two, you know, sexiest male characters with the strongest devotees out there among fandom. So to hear that Strongbow is going to yes. be part of this thing, holy wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, It only makes sense if you think about it. Skywise is on a hunt. Skywise has a quest. Who's the best hunter in all of ElfQuest? Strongbow. But add to that, who's an elder? Who's an elder of elders as far as the Wolfriders are concerned now? Who saw everything? who saw everything that happened and also went through his own grueling experiences. Who knows what it is to lose a loved one better than Strongbow? Okay. Yeah. That's um, yeah. So, that's kind of obvious when you think about it, but, um, but that's, you asked the question, what should we go back, read final quest and pay attention to? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, the exact kind of answer I was expecting. So, um, 
All right. Well, to wrap up, let's just talk just the nuts and the bolts. Um, the first issue of Stargazer's Hunt will be out in November of 2019. November, November 13th. November 13th. Mark your calendars, everyone. And just like with Final Quest, it's being published by Dark Horse Comics. So can we assume that there will be a floppy edition as well as a digital edition, just like with Final Quest? Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. I, of course, will be getting both because I can't wait to get into the comic store. So I have to download the digital edition and consume it immediately. Uh, but I do like having the floppies as well. Um, and there will be enough issues of Stargazer's Hunt to be bound into a beautiful collection. Again, reading my mind, I know I know you guys don't have a set number of issues yet that you're sharing publicly anyway. But to know yeah. that there will be enough to actually fill a collected edition, it's just perfect. Well, here, here also is something that we keep on saying. We've heard from a couple of people on social media, you know, I went to my comic shop and I say, there's a new ElfQuest coming out. And these people have been given a variety of responses to the effect of, oh, it's not worth it for the shop to carry it. Or, gee, I didn't even know they were still doing it. Or, I don't like it. As a reader, you have to push. Mm -hmm. If you want this series and you go to your comic shop and the owner or whoever's behind the cash register says, eh, you know, I'm not going to bother, you have to push. You have to say, look, I'm going to get this one way or another. Would you rather I give you my money or would you rather I give somebody else my money? You have to take a little bit of that initiative. Um, we've said this all through Final Quest, you know, people ask, are they going to be collected? The answer is yes, assuming sales of the, the magazine, the comic, warrant it. Mm -hmm. right. And I know we're in a time when a lot of people wait for the book instead of the, the serialized little bi-monthly tease, but this is how the business works. If you want something, you have to let your source know that you're going to get it either from them or from somebody else. And do they want to be stupid and lose your money and your, your customership? And what's the point of being someone who runs a comic shop if you don't sell comics? Yeah, right. Well, I, I think that's excellent advice. Um, you know, money speaks. And we as consumers, whether it's in the comics industry or, or wherever, um, I always say this in my field, cons wildlife conservation, you know, like we can be preaching wildlife conservation, but you can vote with your dollars. And so um, same thing with, with ElfQuest. Um, yep. Flash that $5 bill in front of their face and then see if they say no to carrying ElfQuest, right? And we all as fans can do that. Um, and so that's a challenge for everybody listening. Help get the word out. You know, We all love ElfQuest. We want to see more of it. We want more people to find it. So just take that extra two seconds next time you're in your comic shop and, and ask. If comic shop owners don't hear from ElfQuest fans, why why would they carry it, right? They need to know that it's they're going to make some money off of it. That's their business, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I you know, will will I'm going to continue to beat that drum amongst ElfQuest fans on behalf of you guys because it's important, and we want to continue to see ElfQuest be successful and have more comics and books and Lord knows what else you guys are cooking up. And it, it really is a two-way street. Fans need to do our part and, and buy the stuff if it's going to happen. It's just how the world works. Thank you for saying that. The, 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 the fans should think of themselves as part of the creative process. 
There you go. There you go. That's, that's the work they can do to help. All right. Well, with that said, I want to thank you guys again for taking the time out to give us these little delicious teasers and tidbits. Definitely worth it um, for some of the stuff that you shared with us. And um, I'm going to wish you guys a fantastic San Diego Comic-Con. I know you have a packed schedule with panels and interviews and all that good stuff. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, for anything that you guys are going to share on social media and whatever we can get up on the ElfQuest website and all that good stuff. I will be there with you in spirit. But for everybody out there listening, again, there's a brand new ElfQuest series starting. Um, it's The first issue is going to be out on November 13th, 2019. It's going to be called ElfQuest Stargazer's Hunt. Do not miss it. Thanks, Wendy and Richard. Thank you. Thank you, David. Bye, everyone. Well, that's it for another episode of the ElfQuest Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen. It really helps get more exposure for ElfQuest. Join the discussion about this episode and all things ElfQuest on Facebook in the ElfQuest fan group. You can also follow ElfQuest the official page there, and on Twitter, follow at ElfQuest, and Instagram, follow at ElfQuest Comics. Head to ElfQuest.com for links to all of these social media groups and to read free online comics. Get official ElfQuest merchandise, read hundreds of character bios, make your own cool ElfQuest avatar, and tons of other amazing ElfQuest stuff. ElfQuest is published by Dark Horse Comics in both print and digital editions. Visit your local comic shop or bookstore and ask for ElfQuest. Or head to digital.darkhorse.com or comicsology.com for instant downloads. Until next time, shade and sweet water. <laughs>